Hello everyone, today I am super blessed to be interviewing the incredible Rhiannon Wilde. Rhiannon has her debut novel coming out in July this year. It is called Henry Hamlet's Heart and it is beautiful. It won the State Library of Queensland Glendale Award for Emerging Queensland Writers in 2019. And I was lucky enough to be able to receive a copy before its release date, thanks to Rattle Books. I read it and I love it so much. It is sweet, heartfelt, awkward, and now one of my all-time favourite LGBTQIA plus romance novels. It was super relatable in some parts. It even had me smiling, crying, laughing, cheering, and realising how single I am. <laughs> I believe Rihanna is an inspirational author because of her book, Henry Hamlet's Heart, which features a fabulous cast of diverse and relatable characters. Plus it has lots of wholesome LGBTQIA plus community representation, and we need more of this in our literature. Rihanna, thank you so much for letting me grill you. <laughs> Thanks for having me, I'm excited. Are you ready to get started? I'm ready, I'm so ready. <laughs> Completely unrelated to your work, you used to be a high school teacher. What was the most awkward or funniest moment from your experience there? So, oh, there's so many when I was thinking about what to say. Um, I think the funniest moment was probably in my first year of teaching. I had a grade 10 class and I was only like 22 when I started out and I bought all these business clothes to try and be really, you know, be the teacher. <laughs> and I had these textured like target business pants. And one day when I was teaching a poetry lesson, um, there was a piece of like Velcro on the whiteboard <laughs> and my textured business pants got stuck to the whiteboard like halfway through my lesson. And the girls were like, um, are you okay? And I was like, look, I'm stuck to the whiteboard, but it's okay. And I just had to kind of like peel myself off. Um, that was probably one of the funniest moments like that I can remember. <laughs> it's not hard though for my students to make me laugh. Like they pretty much made me laugh with their stuff every day. Like the last year 12 class I had, had this little mascot that was a rat called Rathew. <laughs> I don't know why Rathew always made me crack up, but he was very funny too. So those are probably my top two. Um, yeah, getting stuck to the whiteboard and rough you. <laughs> Those are brilliant and very, very hilarious. They sound. Yeah. <laughs> it was very hard to get off the whiteboard. <laughs> so I had to draw attention to it. <laughs> I imagine it would be hard. Velcro was very, very strong and sticky. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was grippy. And I never wore those pants again. <laughs> Now onto Henry Hamlet's heart. Can I start by saying I love it? Plus, I'm a total nerd who loves alliterations too, so you have me at the title. Um, where did you get the inspiration for this gorgeous novel? Thank you so much. Um, you're so lovely <laughs> about it. Um, I I love alliteration as well, and it's funny the title wasn't Henry Hamlet's heart for the whole first draft. It wasn't called that. It was just called Crush because I was like, I don't know, it's about a crush. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm going to call it. But Henry Hamlet's heart came later. Um, but in terms of the inspo 
for the book, like the story, there's a few places. So the first thing that came to me was Henry as a character. Um, Henry, I w actually went on an excursion to a cemetery with my history class and they had to look at Victorian graves back from the Victorian era and figure out what we could tell from their lives from the graves. And basically they had to figure out that people, people died a lot more often and a lot earlier and because life was very different. But one of the graves was a Henry Hamlet. And I was, I was always like pretty skeptical of finding names in a graveyard. I was always kind of like, oh, I feel like that's a made up thing. That doesn't happen to authors. But as soon as I saw that name, I was like, that's a cool name. And my husband said, you should write that down. That is a cool name. And then pretty much the next day, Henry was just there, like <laughs> in my life and like fully formed this like brown haired, awkward, glasses wearing boy, like staring at me, like you should write me, you should write about me because I'm the idea that you've been waiting for. Don't you get it? <laughs> like, So yeah, Henry came first in terms of inspiration. Um, and pretty much he followed me to work every day since like the moment that he showed up, I would be able to like see him sitting in the car next to me, kind of like telling me all these things that could happen in his story. And then I'd always wanted to write a queer story about best friends where it wasn't just kind of unrequited love, because I think I'd read a lot of those stories when I was a teenager looking for queer books um, to kind of see myself represented in fiction. And then, um, but I'd never seen one where anything happened. So where it was just, where it was actually like not unrequited and I don't want to spoil it, but like <laughs> where, where it wasn't just, you know, I'm queer and I'm in love with my best friend, but they're straight and that's it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I wanted there to be, yeah, I'd, I'd never really seen that story. And one of my favorite bands ever is called Cup Sport and they're a Brisbane band. And they're both, the, the lead singer and the keyboardist are both gay and they fell in love and got married and they were best friends growing up. And so their album had just come out and I was listening to it, their, their most recent album at the time, it was 2018. I was listening to it and then I was kind of like this best friends thing, this best friends falling in love thing is a story that I want to tell and Henry is the character for it and Henry and Henry felt right to um put with that I guess and then I had to crack Len, Len was harder to crack <laughs> I was like who are you and he I could see him but he wasn't a character that was as forthcoming as as Henry so I guess the inspiration was Henry as a character and then the this story of queer of a queer romance with best friends was something I really wanted to do I absolutely love that. That's so sweet. I have to thank the cemetery trip now. I have to go to a cemetery <laughs> now. This is yep. absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah. yes. It's, thank you, the real Henry Hamlet. I'm sorry that you died, but thank you for, <laughs> thank you for your name. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. We have this beautiful book. Yeah, we do. It's funny how things come from the weirdest places. Inspiration, I think. Besides Len and Henry, my favourite character is Brad. She is blood, <laughs> sassy, and a truly amazing human being. Where did you get the inspiration for her? 
first of all, I love that you love Gran because she's a character that when people were reading the first draft, they either really loved her or they'd never met anyone like her and they were like, oh, <laughs> Gran's intense. Like, um, whereas I love her, like she's she's probably, like I'm the same as you, like she's, she's top tier. Um, the inspiration for her, I think, I remember writing that first scene that she's in where they are all, the family are having brunch at the, I think it's, it's in the first chapter and she just kind of came in and I, and I sort of thought, what will I, what do I think I'll look like as a 60 something year old woman? <laughs> Ran is a little bit of that. Like I was sort of like, I feel as though, um, I would be bold and brassy still. I'd probably be with the woman and I wouldn't care who, you know, knew about it. I'd be. So Grant, first of all, I think I thought, what would I look like as an older woman? And secondly, um, all the women in my family are a little bit like that. Like, <laughs> I think she reminds me a lot of my own nan who passed away when I was 20. Um, she was very sassy, very blunt, very just like, a powerful force and I'm always interested in people who find Gran I don't know I think people find her confronting not necessarily in a bad way but I always think what are the women in your family like if you think that's really <laughs> if you think Gran's really um I don't know create like out there um to me that's just kind of what the women in my family are like and I wanted there to be some strong women around Henry as well as Strong male characters I wanted there to be a balance of um of characters and, and she's kind of I guess a bit of a queer role model in a way because she's just so like this is me <laughs> this is how I am and I love that about her so yeah I think a bit of me a bit of the women in my family <laughs> well she's definitely future me goals for what I'm like an old lady she's yep. definitely goals for that she's definitely an amazing role model she's just you know she's queer she's like about it she's just the most wholesomely queer old lady i have seen in a lot of queer romance novels like she's amazing yeah i absolutely loved her she's just she's just amazing I get that. <laughs> she kind of happened by accident and i'm really surprised by how strong she is as a character like yeah i love her as well <laughs> Sometimes the accidental characters come out the best because they're just like, they accidentally go into a story, they just head out like one of the most best developed characters. And just... Yeah, because I guess they, you're not trying to construct anything really deliberately. It's just like this person has come into the story fully formed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like Gran's a bit like that. Which character do you relate to the most out of all the characters in your book? It's so hard. Um, <laughs> I think in terms of, I'll answer it, I'll be annoying and do two. <laughs> because there's a character that I think I see myself in the most. And then there's a character that I relate to the most in terms of how relatable they are on a universal scale. So I think like, relatable I think it's the obvious one I think it's Henry like <laughs> he's just he is very relatable as a person and he's so awkward and he gets things wrong and says the wrong thing and obsesses over stuff and I think he's very relatable for us all like we've all been there and I love that about him like 
he has no idea what he's doing. Like he's a bit of a disaster, but <laughs> he's also, you know, doing his best, I think. Um, and that I, I definitely think socially I'm not as awkward as Henry on the outside, <laughs> but I definitely have had those moments of like cringe. Like I really relate to, <laughs> to the cringe. Um, and yeah, I think that's something I really wanted to do. I wanted to have a character that didn't have it all figured out, that didn't know what he was doing so that people could see that and be like, yeah, that's okay. Like, I don't have to know what I'm doing. Um, and the one that I see myself in the most is probably Amelia because she's pretty closely, I think, modelled off my friendships that I have with my male friends. I think the way that her and Henry are friends um, really reminds me of the way that I'm friends with all my male friends. So I think Amelia reminds me of myself the most, but I relate to Henry a lot. <laughs> I definitely relate to Henry. I definitely see a lot of myself at Henry because he's just how awkward he is. I'm like just a slightly less awkward than that. Like I'm very awkward. <laughs> so yeah, I was reading Henry and I was just like, I relate to this character so much. <laughs> and like, it was just, he was just a beautiful soul. Just a beautiful soul. He is a beautiful soul. I'm so glad that you related to him. I think, like, like I said, like a lot of us can relate to that. And he's also a really, he's a good person, even though he's not good at life. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> that's that's kind of his brand. <laughs> yeah. You may not be good at life, but at least you're a great person. And you have a great person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're doing well. <laughs> Um, if you could have dinner with any character from your books in real life, who would it be and why? Probably Len, because he was the hardest character to crack. Like I said, I could see him. I was like, Henry's got this best friend. I can see him. He's got gold hair. He's tan. He's got greeny gray eyes, but I don't know what his what has happened to him in his life to make him the way he is yet it took me a long time to scratch the surface of 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 Len and he has a lot of layers and I think I'd love to just grill him about like how he feels about certain things and 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 get to see him in person I think would be really cool because he's just he's kind of my most mysterious character I think mm. so it would be fun to unwrap him in real life. <laughs> he was definitely a very mysterious character. I thought it was like, it was very good that he was mysterious. Like it really, yeah, it really helped develop the story. It was beautiful. I loved Len a lot. Loved yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. I think they're a good contrast to each other. Yeah. Um, it makes sense that they would be friends, but also it makes sense what else happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love the diverse cast and without giving too much away about the ending, I love how supportive all the friends and family were. Why did you choose to have such a wholesome queer representation in your book? I think it was very much something we deliberately did throughout all the edits was to keep, I think something that's really necessary is positive queer representation in YA, particularly in YA because that's when you're figuring everything out usually and when I was growing up there wasn't a huge amount of of queer representation 
and there was barely any bi representation at all. I don't think I saw any, um, apart from like a weird subplot on the OC where <laughs> one of the characters had a romance with a girl and then kind of went back to her boyfriend and they never spoke about it again. Um, so I think, I think broad representation was something that I wanted, that I, that I was really passionate about because I wanted people who identify in different ways to be able to see themselves in my characters. And I think something that's really powerful or was to me when I was figuring out my own queer identity is just seeing people live it, seeing other people doing it was the most valuable thing to me. And I think I, lo I love every time someone tells me that Gran being bi or Len being pan or bi helped them or Henry's queerness and Henry's gay panic <laughs> helped them in any way. I nearly cry because that's really what I wanted. I wanted something that had a lot of positivity while still being true to the struggles that queer people go through. Um, and the friends being so, like the friends and family, I think I really enjoyed doing, particularly Henry's dad. Um, I love Henry's dad a lot as a character. And the scene that is my favorite scene with him and Henry and the conversation that they have, um nearly got cut from the from the draft like it, it we couldn't fit it in and then I said no it has to come back because acceptance and and positive representation is such a strong message and we need we need that I think as the overall as the overarching message I'm I'm chuffed that it comes through for the reader because it was something we so wanted to make sure was the focus well as a from the queer person myself, I've definitely found it very positive and honestly relatable in the struggles. Like that whole, yeah. do they like me and all that type of stuff. And it felt so awkward, but true. Like I was like, yes, I've been there. That's so, so honest. And I was like, yeah. it was yeah. perfect. And it was so positive. And we definitely, we definitely need that because we need positive queer representation. Sorry, everyone, no matter what they identify as can feel represented. Yeah, and valid and yes. and seen, like you say. And yeah, I do, I do love the awkwardness of like, do they like me? And even crushing on your friends, I feel like is such a universal queer experience. <laughs> like, not that I've been there several times. Um, and and I wanted to, I wanted to do, it's, it's not wish fulfillment, but, it is in a little bit like I wanted that to be like, what happens if they like you back? What that? What then? You know, <laughs> maybe they do, and and sometimes you know that's what happens. So I'm I'm glad that that it does come across as as the positive message that we wanted it to be. <laughs> Your manuscript from the State Library of Queensland Glendower Award for Emerging Queensland Writers in 2019. How are you yeah. feeling about that? It was very unexpected. So um, I think when I was, I wrote Henry in 2018 about of over about three months. And then I sort of put it aside. I was teaching and then I started submitting it to some, some agents and, and sort of struggling through that journey. And then on a whim, I entered it into the Glendower Award, which is through the Queensland Literary Awards for an unpublished author and you get a publishing contract if you win. 
Um, and then they called me a couple of months later while I was at work, while I was teaching my year sevens. And they were like, well, they were at recess. It was fine. It wasn't, it wasn't during mid class. Um, but they called me and they said, you've been shortlisted. And I was like, okay. And then I looked at the other manuscripts that had been shortlisted and I was like, oh, these are all like beautiful literary, you know, highbrow adult novels. There's no way that my little gay YA is going to win. And then, and then they rang and then about a month later, they messaged to say that you, that, I, that it had won. And I, I was in, again, like at school <laughs> and I was teaching in my year sevens, like all cheered. <laughs> and um, then, then you go to, I went to the Queensland Literary Awards and did my little speech, nearly fainted from having to be in front of all those people. And then, yeah, I think it's, it still feels a bit surreal that, that it's even going to be published at all. I think I love it so much and I'm so proud that, that it, that it won it, but I still can't believe it. Well, congratulations for it. I'm so glad it won it. And it's definitely a very well-deserved win. It is absolutely beautiful. And if I haven't said this, it's wholesome. And it's just amazing and definitely deserves to win it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when, oh, when you were a super rich and famous author, what's something mm -hmm. frivolous you'd love to splurge buddy on? Ooh, I think maybe like a whole wall of bookshelves with like full on ladders that I can climb and like you know, slide across and like a library, like a home, one of those really gorgeous home libraries. Uh, that you, that you see. And like, cause I've got, I've got a lot of books in storage, a lot of books at my parents' place. Like I own hundreds and hundreds. And I can't, I can't display them all together. And I'd love to be able to like have all of them, even my old lemony snickets from when I was 10. <laughs> I feel like a home personal library is like a massive dream. And I think I'd probably do the same. Yeah. <laughs> like good. Slidey ladders. Yeah, <laughs> little lanterns. Little lanterns, <laughs> little lamps. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Then you know you've made it when you've got slidey ladders. <laughs> Do you have big plans for the release date of Henry Hamlet's Heart? How will you be celebrating this? Um, kind of. We've got a launch happening at Avid Reader in Brisbane on the 2nd of July, the day it comes out. Um, but I don't know, I'm not really like a party person. So <laughs> I think it will be interesting. I don't think I'm going to do too big of a speech on the night. It'll just be for kind of everyone to gather together and, and get a finished copy of the book. And probably I'll just have dinner with, with like my editor and my partner and my family and just think, wow, we, we did that. It's, it's over and it's out. And yeah, I think quiet is probably how I celebrate. <laughs> I probably did the same because when I had my book, because I've got a fun person, he felt like that. Two parties. Yeah. 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 I think quite, quite better. Mm. Yeah. Book launch, lovely quiet dinner sounds amazing. 
<laughs> now we are into the speed round. Yeah, These are 10 second answers. It's a race, no explanations mm. at all. Okay. It's a bell to let you know if you've gone over time. Oh, terrifying. Okay. Because I'm a rambler. <laughs> I think all right, most writers are ramblers. So it must be hard to keep us honest. <laughs> what are you writing at the moment? My second book, which is about two sisters who live by the sea and some ghosts and a graveyard. What is your favourite meal to eat for dinner? Mashed potato. I could eat it not just for dinner, always. <laughs> Me too. What is your least favourite book genre to read and why? My least favourite is probably true crime because I'm a softie. I can't handle it. <laughs> what was your worst subject in school? Math. I nearly failed in year 12. I had all A's and then maths was a C minus. <laughs> Who is your favourite or most inspirational author from your childhood? Oh, this is so hard. From my childhood, I loved The Sister with the Travelling Pants. Anne Brashars wrote it and I loved that. Like, like I devoured them. <laughs> Which book character from another author would you love to meet and why? Probably like anyone from Cassandra Clare's books. I'm a bit of a tragic for the Shadowhunter <laughs> series. I read them all still. Any of those characters like Julian or Emma from the latest one. Yeah, either of them. I'd be happy. What's the weirdest thing you've ever written about? I wrote this really weird story when I was in year six at a writer's camp about this girl who like rose from the dead. And her name was Arabelle, which I don't think is a real name. So she, she kind of got resurrected from the grave. I didn't understand the science behind that at all. Still, sounds cool. No, I mean, yeah, maybe. If you could go anywhere in the world and write about that place, where would you go? The UK. So I would go to London or Scotland and I actually have a short story of Len in London and I'd love to write about him there when he's like 21 yeah so the UK <laughs> what's your favorite achievement so far probably Henry getting published because it's something I didn't think would ever happen and I still struggle to view it as an achievement I struggle to like recognize my achievements but I think Probably, yes, it is one <laughs> if I stop back to think about it. So, yeah, probably that Henry thing coming out well, and being published. Well, it is definitely a massive and well-deserved achievement. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any advice to share with young writers? Oh, this would be so hard to do in 10 seconds. Can I go over for this one? <laughs> Look at me redefining the rules. Um, definitely keep going. Just keep going. Like I, there were so many times where I thought that it wasn't something I could pursue because it's such a dream and it's so something you want so badly that you, I was almost afraid to pursue it because I felt like I'd never get it. But I think just keep going. If an idea comes to you and it flows, it's probably a book. If an idea comes to you and it's a real struggle, it might not be. <laughs> 
so you have your ideas that are that are a book and, and your ideas that are kind of like you know maybe maybe not <laughs> and I didn't know that when I was young I would like slog it out with an idea that I didn't like because I wanted to write a book and then Henry happened in three months so keep going go with the flow learn as much as you can from life because I think your own life even if your characters are very different to you it informs your craft in so many ways and you yeah so I think tap into your own experiences particularly if you're writing YA because remember all those feelings of of awkwardness and and heartbreak and rejection or like euphoria when your crush does like you back hold on to all those feelings and use them when your ideas come and and flow yeah (laughs) I love that advice it is so amazing thank you so much for letting me grill you that is okay thank you for having me make sure to check out Rhiannon Wild on her socials and when Henry Hamlet's heart comes out go buy it it's amazing you won't regret it (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the real cover is really pretty like that's the proof cover but the real one oh I can't I know the other one on the back is so pretty it's so beautiful we had a really great designer so I'm really excited for people to be able to get the real the big picture of him so happy it'll be good (laughs) yeah it's gonna be great all righty